Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to Business Builder Show, where we feature champions in their respective industries from all over the planet. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're going to talk about how to build an agency from scratch over the last 15 years, and Darren McGarrow will teach us uh, exactly how he did that. Now, the majority of Darren's time at his agency is spent as a brand ambassador on behalf of his clients, as well as promoting the agency. He enjoys mentoring business owners and members of his team at the office. He's been told that he's the, is a nexus, meaning that he loves connecting good people to other good people. The goal at DSM is helping clients grow their businesses. Sweet topic for us, Darren. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Bill. So, so tell us, who do you serve at your agency? Uh, we, we serve, um, well, going back to the beginning when I started this, we're really vertical agnostic. So when <laughs> that was done out of necessity, when I started this, um, going back in time, 15 years, it literally started with me with Ikea furniture and a laptop and a front porch. So I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have anybody working under me. I had one buddy of mine from my old agency that was moonlighting at night on the creative side. And really it began as something that was kind of uh, a pipe dream. I, like, I didn't know how, how long it was going to last. I was, you know, I, I knew that I, I felt in my heart that I could, that there was a better way to do it. I didn't actually know how to do it until I started getting into it and learning what uh, what was good and what wasn't. And what I mean by that is, um, failing quickly, I guess, uh, is the best way to put it. But, um, across the board, it's been, um, it's been a crazy 15 years and it really all started with the, the thought and the knowledge and the belief that there was a better way to do what we were doing. And, you know, here we are 15 and a half years later with, a 16 person agency with a 6,000 square foot office. And, you know, um, a lot of people that have been here for, I mean, Christine, who I was telling you about before we jumped on here has been with us for 13 of those years. So, um, you know, it, it's come with a lot of learning and, and that's something that I would impart on anybody listening today as you're going through it and you're starting, um, you're going to fail um how you handle those failures the guy right above me over here you can't see him all but that was my dad back in the day um he was an old school guy and he what he taught me was you know it, you're gonna fail <clears throat> you're gonna be judged on how you get up not what you know not how you fail because everybody does it so that's what i try to so, sort of so when you think about your clients uh, do, do they have any sort of similarities? And you mentioned your your vertical agnostic. So the question would be, what problems do these people have that you and your agency solves for them? 99% of the clients we work with, we are judged. We do a lot of homework on the front end um, <clears throat> in order to get a proposal in front of somebody. No two proposals that we put together are the same ever. So a lot of what we do is try to do the homework upfront through a discovery process. Uh, 
99% of those clients, the problem that they have is increased revenue, increased sales. That's how we're judged a lot of time. Very rarely it's an open-ended exercise in branding um, or something like that. So um, we really try to do the homework because usually we're judged on being, you know, like where the rubber meets the road. Can you generate more revenue for us? Can you bring more leads to the table, more qualified leads? And we spend, <laughs> my team has a lot of software that they use and a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of good people out in this office here that put a lot of time and effort into, uh, in, into ensuring that we're, we're being as efficient as possible while bringing really qualified leads to the table for our clients. So uh, perhaps uh, you could uh, remember or, or create a hypothetical client, but remember a real client or create a hypothetical one and walk us through maybe a case study of how the clients typically will find you, uh, how they verbalize their, their lack of revenue, and then how you and your team go about actually solving the problem. And then give us an illustration of how, as you say, the results at the end of the day are measured vis-a-vis -vis the work you put in. So maybe a case study or a hypothetical. Yeah, um, a lot of, well, I, to, to the point about being a nexus, I would say 80% of our clientele comes in through uh, referrals, and that's a testament to the to the folks in the office. It's the work that we do. I just got a LinkedIn <laughs> uh, yeah, message today from an old client saying that she had spoken to a colleague from an old job and that the team had done a good job for them. Um, the other 20%, I would say, come in through uh, our digital uh, marketing channels, through organic, okay. through, um, you know, uh, but those leads are, you know, way less. I would say out of every 10, there's probably two that come in that way, and they have to be qualified further. Um, the similarities with a lot of our businesses isn't like a lack of revenue. They're, they're established businesses. It's they have a new product, or they've been around for 40 years, and they've gotten stale. So it's, it's incumbent on us to come in with a fresh set of eyes and say, okay, based on your, your tech stack and your, you know, digital marketing stack, here's what we think would work best. It's also getting them to kind of like recenter, if you will, to say, here's our profit centers. And we're always trying to go for that low hanging fruit. And then based off of that, you know, then you can, it's, it's almost like a, the, the perfect balance of like short and long-term goals. And that's what we try to do. The, the established clients that we have, uh, just to give you an idea, we, we still have, you know, my buddy's family's men's haberdashery. It was the first client we ever had at DSM. He actually came with us from our old agency and he's become one of my best friends. They've been with us for 15 years. So, and, and there's been like, an evolutionary process to their business because you don't see a lot of men's tailors around anymore. His dad's like a master tailor from Sicily. You just don't see that. So it's about an evolutionary process about learning and growing with them. Um, and really putting in the systems in place. I would say when we started the majority, my background is in television, my big agency experience from New York. So the first five years of the company or the first six years was really based on like traditional marketing methods. TV, radio, print, out of home. And then in like 2013 or 14, um, one of my ex-partners came in and really established the digital side of the agency 
and because you could kind of like see the landscape and the tea leaves that's where the you know the industry was going and we really focused our energy around building that and here we are you know 10 years later with a uh you know with a five-person team um and they're really like i said they're really good at what they do um i've <laughs> i've transitioned into more of a if you have a um a rock band if you will there's always the lead singer doesn't play an instrument but that's the brand ambassador part of my job um is to be out there in the community you know sitting on the boards of two two non you know nonprofits and things like that um giving back is is really important to us um and that's kind of how we've evolved over time and those metrics again we've had clients that have been with us you know we brought on probably four or five new clients this year alone but every one of our clients just through the digital means that we have set up through the software that we have uh that's how we're judged it's all about what are the metrics month to month you know making sure we're hitting those goals um we're not a you know coming from my old agency we're not a toyota where we're spending millions hundreds of millions of dollars for the purpose of branding like our our clients are that small to mid-size you know b2c and b2b business um but they're really focused they're probably 50 to 250 million dollar companies that have a marketing person in-house with a small team um and our team comes alongside them because they can't handle everything that's really the space we play in so uh you are in a very very competitive industry mm-hmm. so how does your firm uh, DSM uh, distinguish itself vis-a-vis the competition uh we don't try to fight the tide uh here in New Jersey we we have a really robust, the best way I can explain it, we sit at, you know, we're 20, 25 minutes outside of Manhattan. And there's always that like, oh, New Jersey is like the, the stepchild of, of New York City agencies and things like that. And both have their place. Um, there's a tremendous amount of talent here in New Jersey. And what we've done is come up, come alongside a lot of different agencies. Especially during COVID, we partnered. I have a really good friend of mine who's got an agency up in Salem, New Hampshire. We've partnered with them on projects. And that's, I think, the way of the the way the industry is going. So yeah, it's competitive space. Um, certainly a competitive marketplace. Um, but when you do good work, I feel like the dollars follow good work. Um, and that loyalty not only the dollars with new clientele, but I think it's a testament to the folks that work here at DSM that a lot of our clients are, you know, we've been working with them five years, 10 years, 15 years. And, um, you know, you don't do that without, you know, one, being accountable, two, being transparent, and three, doing good work. And I think that's vital to our success. Okay, excellent. So I think we've got a really nice handle on on who you serve and how you guys go about serving them building a building uh their revenue versus their brand if you will so uh let's talk now uh, about your agency last 15 years and sort of tell me how uh you went about building the agency uh what some of your key hires were uh how you financed your business sort of the overall 
story of you as the business, as the business owner? <laughs> I, I speak to a lot of young entrepreneurs doing this and I can tell you the way I did it. Probably not the best way. Um, I left an agency. I, I left my old agency um, on basically a Friday, uh, took a train up. I, I had moved from my New York City agency. I was working on Toyota. So I was traveling back and forth to California. Didn't want to do that. I got married. My wife's family owns a 120-year quarry business here in, in New Jersey. So they're, you know, we're pretty well established here. We're, we're never going anywhere. Uh, didn't want to be traveling to California, uh, especially if we had a family, which, as you can see above, I have, you know, three great kids now. But um, coaching sports was always really important to me. So before I had these guys, it was also, you know, that was that was important. Um, came back from, I left the agency that I was at in Manhattan, came to an agency in New Jersey, was here for six months, was there for six months, and they had won a co-op, a T-Mobile co-op, and basically started sending me to Detroit, Chicago, Florida. I was like, guys, the reason I came here was so I didn't have to travel. And they were like, yeah, yeah, but we, you know, you, you're sort of, you have New York agency experience. Came home on a Friday on a train from DC from a T-Mobile client meeting and went into two brothers own the agency. I went into their office and I said, look, guys, I, you know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to travel. So I'm going to try to start my own agency. And I was like, I want to buy my laptop. And I bought my laptop. I left there. I went to stop and shop to get a rotisserie chicken and a six pack of beer. And my wife and mother-in-law were down in Florida. And uh, I waited for the phone call. They were at dinner. And I said, hey, guys, um, you know, totally frustrated. And I'm starting my own agency. And my wife was like, oh, great, like in a year. And I was like, Monday. And I, they got home on Sunday. I had set up Ikea, made it look like a quasi office. We had a house from the 1920s, a small screened in front porch. And uh, set it up out there. And my wife got home and was like, you got a business plan? And I was like, nope. Uh, so I'm not sure starting the business that way. I literally just hustled my butt off with like local businesses. I was blessed to start it in a community that I grew up in. So everybody kind of knew me. Um, and I think the first job we ever got was, uh, I want to say an ad for a restaurant in River Edge, New Jersey, that I think I still have. It was a quarter page in a local paper uh, for Sanducci's restaurant. Shout out to Sanducci's. Um, and the rest was kind of history, building it up, um, found uh, uh, my ex-partner. I, I had two partners in the business that, you know, both have now left and I own it outright. And uh, he was working out of a spare bedroom. He was a creative and I was kind of like the account sales guy. And he was doing the same thing, trying to start an agency a mile away in, um, in a spare bedroom. And... I started it in February of 07 and he came on full-time in 08 and then through, I call it serendipity through sitting on the board. Like I said, giving back has always been big. So Christine, the woman who's been with me for 13 years, we were on the board of an animal shelter together and she, you know, in 08, everything kind of came crumbling down in our industry. And we basically, you know, she's like, well, I'll come work for you. I just got my pay cut $20,000 and 
we went out to lunch and she came on. So now I had an account person and then we kind of built it up for a few years, moved out of our houses into a small office in Franklin Lakes, New Jersey, and brought on my other partner right around that time where we were transforming it into a digital agency. And in that small space, it was like a small industrial space in a residential neighborhood. We grew from, we had a four year lease and in two and a half years, we grew from five to 22 people. And we, you know, we had to leave there because they only had seven parking spots and moved into this space in 2017 that I'm in now. And we're, you know, my, both of my partners in 18 and 19, uh, both left, bought them out. And I had, um, before COVID, one of the big draws for us has always been sort of a work-life balance. There's a lot of people that live, you know, here in, in the suburbs of Bergen County that commuted into Manhattan. And uh, now my CFO, two uh, amazingly talented women, my CFO, Charlene, and my COO, Zinka, came from Condé Nast and from JP Morgan and just happened to be working moms that, you know, wanted to be home with their kids more. And through serendipity, they both came and worked. And over the last, since 2019, we've had our three best years. We've got three Inc. 5000 awards to show for it. And we've been able to create efficiencies and really create a sort of a well-oiled machine through their hard work. Um, you know, we're double the size of the agency and we're, you know, six, we're six less people. So um, we've become way more profitable. We've become, you know, really, uh, we have a great group of people here that love working together. And um, it, it's, it's been a wild ride. So I don't know if I took the traditional road to get to where we are today. It was a lot of hard work. There was, you know, a lot of difficult years, a lot of difficult times. A lot of times I had to sacrifice. Um, my wife has been really fantastic in supporting, you know, what we've done here and how we've grown. And, um, you know, I, I, I still love what I do. And so, uh, you know, if they'll, if this team will have me, I'll keep coming in and sort of leading the line, I guess. That's a beautiful way to put it. So what's holding you back right now? Well, I, I don't think anything's holding us back. I think that the climate um, we were very lucky in that one, we've been able to see a lot of people come through a lot of young people come through the agency and go on to, you know, bigger jobs, if you will, in-house jobs. Um, so, you know, we just had a young lady leave after three years to go in-house at a far big pharma company. Awesome. You know, she'll, she'll, she'll always be a part of the family here, but Hiring has been really tough. Nobody gave me a manual on how to run a, a company through a hundred year pandemic. That was pretty amazing uh, and special. Um, <laughs> there were some really difficult times, um, you know, working from home, making sure that we were balancing people's safety and, you know, what we thought was the right thing to do by people. Um, you know, I, I think uh, hiring people it has has become difficult in our industry as a whole, not just with us. Um, and, you know, for us, we're never going to be that $100 million, $50 million agency. And that's okay. You know, we've, we've really found our niche. We found what we're good at. 
we enjoy it. We do it really well. And we've been able to create partnerships. Like I said, with like a friend of mine, this guy, Trent, that owns an agency. Um, we've brought on recurring revenue through that and transforming the agency from a heavy, you know, a heavier media agency to more manpower hours. That's important for profitability. And, and so we keep evolving. It, it seems like the last two and a half years have just been a constant evolution and it's been difficult, but it's been fun. You know, the, no, no two days are the same. So how can our listeners uh, uh, get a hold of you, uh, Darren? Um, through any social means. We have uh, LinkedIn. I'm always on LinkedIn. I do a lot on there. I have my personal page. We have our company page as well as Instagram uh, on Facebook. Um, you can go on our website, uh, the DSM group, T-H-E-D-S-M-G-R-O-U-P.com. Uh, we'll give you a good feel about who we are as an agency, as a group of people. Um, we are not for everybody and that's okay. That's part of the process. Um, you know, we had a lead inquiry come in last night through a friend that, um, short-term project, like white hot, super important. And I said, you know, to my friend, I said, look, you know, we might not be the right fit here and, but I will do my best, you know, uh, literally right before I jumped on with you, we got all their digital credentials to get under the hood and see what was going on. Um, but I mean, I try to be a resource, you know, a lot of our clients are within a hundred miles of here. Um, we have two national clients now at the agency. So, um, but that, that FaceTime is really important and it's what we've sort of built our, our culture, our legacy. Um, you know, we're not coming into the office five days a week anymore, but when we're all here, like on, you know, today, Wednesday is the day we all come in. Um, you know, we serve lunch, we, we try to, we try to make it feel like we're a part of something. And that's what I, that's what I try to strive for. And that's been a, a big part of our evolution, I would say over the last two and a half years. Excellent. So what's the one question that I, maybe I should have asked you that would give great value to our audience, Darren. So uh, what's that question and what's the answer? <laughs> Uh, the value to your audience, obviously, for, for folks that are starting a business, um, growing a business, I would say, um, from my standpoint, I had some great mentors in, in my, you know, early, in the early part of this, not only the early part of this, but I was blessed. My, my dad died suddenly when I was 18. I was six weeks into my freshman year of college. And I had a lot of older gentlemen who kind of took me under their wing. Um, but the one thing, I don't know if it's a question per se, the one thing I will tell your audience is if you are starting a business, if you are young, if you're growing a business, listen to people. Um, you think you know everything. Um, it took me until 2019 really with, you know, um, having two partners that were a part of the business, one for three years or four years, the other for 10 years, and thinking that everything was going to fall apart. And when you listen to the people around you, a lot of that had to do with my own hardheadedness, if you will. Um, I, you know, I was always the CEO. I was always the founder. And I thought I had to have every answer. And you don't. And I've learned that over time. As you mature, you get to understand that it's okay to say, I got to get back to you on this. I don't have the answer. 
I used to think I need to, needed to know all the answers and that was where my value lied. And um, so I think, you know, while you're, while you're out there growing the business, while you're out there enjoying what you do, um, make sure that you're listening. And that's a key component to, I think, being successful, and no matter what you do. Um, you know, you're not going to know everything. So. That's gorgeous. Thank you. I, I, that, was, that was very insightful. Don't go it alone. Ask questions and listen to the input. Thank yeah. you, Darren. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, now, everybody, in closing, let's focus on a single fact. And Darren's ha- hammered this home pretty much. And that is that our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner first learning and then applying a proven combination of having the right mindset of a dedication to a system of management. And number three, leveraging high performance teams. So once again, thanks for listening to us. Darren, thanks very much for spending your time with us today. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, to those that are on the journey and your listening audience, just keep going. You know, uh, it's better to fail and to learn something to become a little bit more humble than to have an achievement and have it make you more arrogant. That's the best way I can put it. Excellent. Thank you once again. Thank you.